And now, it's time for the biggest bonanza in podcasting. With Dominic Stern and Nicholas Hodell, this is the College Basketball Bonanza. The biggest bonanza on the year is live on Blaze Radio and BlazeRadioOnline.com. My name is Nicholas Hodell, Dominic Sturm, a third member of our team. Dom Contining is joining us. We have the ultimate bracket, fellas. That we do. It's we, exciting. Greatest yes. day of the year. Yeah, we have the ultimate bracket. And we're going to dive deep into all of these regions uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, but first, we're going to have the discussion on the bubble. Um, and the last four ran Indiana, Notre Dame, Rutgers, Wyoming. The first four out, Dayton, haha, Oklahoma, <laughs> SMU, Texas A&M, in that order, ha ha ha. So, and including the 11 seats, including the two seats in the NIT, before I ramble on and on, what, how did you guys think the bubble fared out? Did you agree with the committee's decisions, or do you differ? What was your synopsis on the bubble? The fact that Xavier was nowhere to be found, I find mind-boggling. I, 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 I take issue with Wake Forest more than Xavier on that point, but... Yeah, I agree. I, I was shocked that Wake Forest missed it by so much. I mean, they did it to themselves by losing to Boston College. I agree. But, uh, you know, I mean, all, all these teams really did it to themselves, with the exception of SMU. I mean, they they just did nothing special going 23-8. and eight in Their loss, I mean, losing to Loyola Marymount is not a good loss, but outside of that, I mean... Losing at Cincy, losing at Temple, those aren't horrible losses. Neutral to Missouri is not a good loss by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not horrible. So, yeah. uh, I mean, there, there were a lot of teams that, frankly, had a lot of uh, flaws on their resume, and that's why they found themselves on the bubble. Uh, Notre Dame, Indiana, and Wyoming had less flaws than some of these other teams, and I'm glad they got in. Yeah, I, I am too for really uh, all of those teams. Uh, and just to really go the next four out, the two seeds, and the next four out's really a quote-unquote situation, but Xavier and Wake Forest are definitely in that group. BYU, I would say, is also in that group. North Texas, the final two seed of the NIT, but that doesn't matter, uh, at least for our purposes. Uh, what does matter here is that uh, they absolutely got it right Indiana. Um, whether or not they could have avoided Dayton, I, I really don't know, to be quite honest. Um, Quite frankly, the Iowa State struggle down the stretch, I would have liked to have seen them in Dayton instead of Indiana, mm-hmm. with the way Indiana really turned it on in the Big Ten tournament. Um, but it is what it is. They got one more game to prove themselves. Um, Rockers, for all of their flaws, they have the quality wins. And at the end of the day, it appear, it, it only appears on the surface that that is what matters because I see so many inconsistencies with how the committee turned the bubble out. Uh, but... Rockers is in. Notre Dame did the work they had to. Maybe the thought was that Virginia Tech beating them was kind of in a little bit of danger, um, but it is what it is there. And I'm really glad Wyoming got in. Um, that is one I'm very happy about. I think Wyoming definitely deserved the bid. My problem is with the, the order of the first four acts. You know, you can say what you want about SMU. You can say what you want about Oklahoma. I don't think the order of those two teams really matters here. My biggest concern, quite frankly, number one is Wake, 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 Wake Forest. Um, I would much rather have a Wake Forest team like that with 20 wins and an Oklahoma team that's 18 and 15. That's the second team out. Ugh, yikes. 
SMU, I mean, I I honestly really don't care but about SMU being the third team out. I, I really don't. A&M, I thought, deserved some more love. Um, it's clear to me that they would have been a big steal. I'm not 100% sure if Virginia Tech is a big steal. I actually kind of think, no, they're not. I think the committee would have put them in anyway, uh, probably in Dayton. Um, well, I mean, them being on the 11 line, uh, I, I think that kind of speaks volumes that they may have not been. I yeah, mean, maybe, maybe. Yeah, and, and I was kind of questioning that myself as where the ACC tournament final happened or whether or not they were a big deal. But it does appear that they're not. Well, and based on the seating list that they released, they have Virginia Tech at 46, which was only in front of Notre Dame in terms of the at-large teams. So I, I'm going to guess that Virginia Tech was not going to be in, actually. Yeah, that, 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 that's Whether actually... or not they... I, I think that's wrong, is what I would think, but that based on the seating list that they revealed, I think that's the interpretation there. Yeah, which is also... Um, very, very interesting. So based on the technical seed list, Notre Dame is the final team in, mm-hmm. um, just based off of that. Um, but the order of the first four out, as of all the graphics that have been put out in the selection show, Dayton, Oklahoma, STMAMM, that's the order of the replacement, which, if we're honest, it's not going to be needed. Wasn't needed last year. No reason why it'll be needed this year. But my big problem with was Dayton being the first team out. That, in essence, is saying that Dayton got their bid stolen. Yeah. What in the world is the committee thinking? Yeah, I know. Does November just, like, not matter to this committee? How can you excuse three quad four losses back to back to back? You can't. I, and the A-10, if we're being honest here, wasn't that strong to deserve two at-large? Two no. at-larges? No, no, no. What are we doing here, committee? The fact that Dayton was two and ones away for Rich, Rich for Richmond today in their conference championship from being one in the tournament. One of which should have been a foul on the floor. Yeah, it's ridiculous that a foul that should have been on the floor would have put Dayton in the tournament. Yeah, the officiating in that game was really bad because they gave they gave uh, Davidson that timeout when Lee was very clearly falling out of bounds. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, I didn't even think about that. That. Uh, they were not only were they just a game, but they were two and ones in the final minute. And Davidson, one of the most efficient offenses in the country, just completely, utterly collapsing in the final two minutes of the game after Richmond went on a massive scoring yep. drought to let their season slip away. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was inexcusable. Fortunately, it's not something we have to worry about. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't even think about it. The fact that Dayton, who had three straight quad four losses in November, was like a minute away from being in the NCAA tournament. It's ridiculous. It's flat out ridiculous. And playing, and playing a home game. Yeah, that is... Uh, you can say what you want about that, but oh my gosh. Um, just utterly ridiculous um, there from the committee, just really overall. And the conflict of the first four means they will not get a home game in the NIT. That will go to Toledo, um, which is going to be also be an electric atmosphere mm-hmm. uh, over in Toledo uh, for that one. Um, but um, let's get on to the actual bracket here. Uh, let's start in the south. We're going to try to do this region by region uh, the best we can here. And just my really first thought uh, on, on this bracket is Ohio State's matchup. Ooh, boy, did they get screwed as a seven. Well, I wouldn't say we got screwed because going into the selection show today, we were supposed to be at eight or nine. And I actually like a seven seeds chances 
more than the eight or nine for making a run 100%. per se. Yes, because the seven versus a two a better match than playing a one. Well, they were sure. the final seven according to the to the list. <laughs> yeah, but what was the first date out of curiosity? The first date was Boise State. Ooh. Okay. Okay. It was Boise State, North Carolina, San Diego, Seton Hall. Okay. But Ohio State against Loyola Chicago. I think is a matchup that favors them because I'm not a big believer in Loyola Chicago. It's going to be a great game. Yeah. But I think the clock has struck midnight for Sister Jean. Really? So. I'm not a believer in either of these teams. And Don, Don brought up a point that I didn't realize that Key could come back and uh, who else? Kyle Young. They, they could come back. That would help out Ohio State a lot, and that's kind of been their problems when they've been sliding. But uh, Loyola Chicago, they're playing well. The analytics love them. Yes, they that's, do. That's partly they they kind of have the Houston effect where they just beat the crap out of the really bad teams in the in the Missouri Valley, which you know credit to them, they beat them more than they theoretically should. You know they do deserve some credit for that, but they're not playing Illinois State here; they're playing Ohio State. And even then, though, according to the the, the Capon profile, really says that Ohio State's gonna have to play the best defense of their lives. Well, our defense is atrocious. So Exa- I hope, that's exactly I hope we my do. point. Loyola Chicago has the seventh best effective field goal percentage in the country. Top. 20, three-point percentage, two-point percentage. Ohio State's defensive three-point percentage is sub-200 national. <laughs> well, you saw the Penn State game. Penn State played their best offensive game in the second half, and I think, I forget how many years, but it was ridiculous. Like, they barely missed any shots. And even though Ohio State's defense is actually a very solid offense analytically, Loyola's defense can handle it. Yeah, and Loyola's going to rain threes. They're 52nd in three-point attempts per field goals attempted, and then Ohio State... On defense, they're 99th in three-point attempts per field goal attempted for their opponent. So it's, there's going to be a lot of threes in this game. And you know what? If Ohio State gets a little lucky that uh, Loyola Chicago is an off day, uh, Ohio State, they are a little bit longer than a lot of the teams that Loyola Chicago has been playing throughout the year, 125th nationally in height. I mean, that's just that's a relatively tall team. It's not a tall team. It's relatively tall. So that could pose some problems for Loyola Chicago. Uh, I, I think that Ohio State... Did get a rough draw in terms of the tens, but I thought they were lucky to be on the seven line. So uh, I think either way, the winner of this game is going to lose to Villanova because I really like uh, the X factor for Ohio State in this tournament is how well Malachi Branham plays. Yeah. So the uh, you mean uh, Kofi Coburn's father, right? Exactly. <laughs> that, uh, pain, <laughs> but it, it was yeah. a good. It was a good graphic. Oh, you, I'll give you credit you. where credits deserved. <laughs> Absolutely. The, I, I think the South's the best region by far. It's. Having the Arizona-Illinois Sweet 16 potential matchup is beautiful. Having Houston at the 5 in that region as well is just very interesting, though. Really, the fraudster did it for just being uh, <laughs> yeah. completely honest. Throw that win today against Memphis in the American Championship. I like. What did I put on the on the dock? I said Houston quad one. They were due to get a quad one win. Yeah, I mean, the oh, really about time for them. The analytics said they were going to get one, so I'm like, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll trust Mr. Pomeroy today. And uh, it paid off, 5 for 5 today, yeah. especially uh, after some... Uh, some rough days early on this year. I, I needed it. Yeah, it really is about time that Houston got one. And it's also kind of raising my confidence level in them, though not by much. No. Um, and they get a bad first-round matchup. UAB is about to put some numbers on them. That'd be fun. Yeah, I, I mean, UAB's offense should be able to go toe-to-toe against Houston's defense. This is one of the better first-round matches in terms of three-point percentage. UAB number nine nationally versus Houston's number 11 nationally on the defensive side of things. That's going to be a really fun matchup. Houston, they really stifled um, defenses, uh, offense, I should say, in shooting. So that's going to be interesting. The turnover percentage matchup there is going to be incredibly fascinating. 
that is one of those matchups to where I originally thought Houston might be in trouble. You know, looking at the analytical profile, I am not 100% confident on it. Well, I love UAB's point guard, uh, Jordan, Jordan Walker. Um, 5'11", small demon. He scored, he's had two 40-point games, both against Middle Tennessee, and he can shoot lights out, and I think he's going to do it again against Houston. Well, and UAB is entering the NCAA tournament winning seven straight games, and, I mean, four of them are against teams in the top 125 in Kempom, so they're not like the the cheap mid-major wins. So I I think they can get it done. They're ninth in three-point percentage on offense, while Houston, uh, on defense, they're... uh, they're like you mentioned, Nick. They're they're 11th, so I think that's going to be the matchup to watch. But if Houston's got a lead, they're 322nd nationally in free, in free throw percentage. Oof. So watch out for that. We could be we could see a March uh, big upset here, uh, because, just based on the fact that Houston doesn't make a ton of free throws. And I don't know how much tournament experience they have. I mean, Kyler Edwards played in the tournament uh, at Tech last year, but with Sasser and Mark, two of their guys who had played on the team last year. They don't have a ton of tournament experience. I mean, Josh Carlton uh, surely is one of them, but that, that, that's a concern for me. Obviously, UAB's in the same spot because they're a mid-major team. But Jordan Walker said in their in their press conference after they, they won the Conference USA uh, pretty handedly against Louisiana Tech, we are afraid of no one, and I, I fully buy that. And the Blazers, they, they won my, my coolest mascot bracket today. They were the national champions, so... Um, <laughs> I would love if they uh, if they can pull through there. So just within this region alone, um, what are you guys liking as far as teams who could potentially make the second weekend? Um, I, I think Arizona is pretty much a no-doubter. Uh, Villanova for me is in that same boat. Uh, I think Tennessee is in a favorable position. Uh, I, I could see Michigan. I know their record doesn't look that great, but Hunter Dickinson... And Colorado State, he's he's gonna destroy Colorado State. I, yeah, I, no, Colorado, no doubt, no doubt in my mind. And Colorado then, State, <laughs> but Tennessee, Michigan, I think that could be a very, very interesting matchup. I know Tennessee's hot right now, but uh, I don't think it's as easy as it may seem for the Volunteers. Yeah, and I I don't think Longwood's very good, so I think Tennessee's gonna coast there. You you never know with those matchups. Yeah, I was. Surprised to see him as a 14, if I'm being honest. Yeah, 100%. I was a little surprised. Uh, I mean, the Dolphins would have been that 14 seat, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, I think that when you look at Tennessee and Villanova, I think they should get there. Loyola Chicago analytically could pose some problems. Ohio State's beat good teams, so they could pose some problems for Villanova. Although it's hard to pick against Jay Wright, and you know that Gillespie is going to lead them to the promised land more than likely. It's his first time really being that true leader as the point guard for this team. No tournament in 2020 was out last year, and they still made it to the Sweet 16. Uh, but I think Michigan can make a run. I agree with Mr. Contini, and I, I want to be so sure. I mean, Did you say Michigan Tini? Mr. Contini. Mr. Contini. Uh, I thought he said Michigan Tini. I was like, what, the, what in the world <laughs> no, are we doing here? No. What? But TCU has beat several good teams. So I, they're a... See you in well, Seattle has been in close games. Yeah, so I, I think that those are Arizona's going to get a tough eight nine, but it, it's doable. I was really hoping that I'm like, oh, I'm like San Diego State and Viejas, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. It didn't happen, but uh, and then Bryant, nation's leading scorer. Oh my god, the, the top, stop. the stop. the top, uh, <laughs> the top scoring duo in the nation. 
that would be really fun if they beat Arizona. We'd have a field day here at Arizona State. Oh, my god! It's not going to happen because Arizona's a unit, but I think they're the best 16 seed. I'd be very surprised if the Elite Eight matchup in this region isn't Arizona and Villanova. Yeah, me neither. I, I think that's where this region is pretty much heading uh, as well. And Villanova's going to have massive crowds in Pittsburgh. Oh, so, yeah. So is Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, no, we're a football school. I, I've been to Indy for the Big Ten Tournament. Ohio State does not travel for basketball. We might fill up a Rose Bowl stadium, but we won't fill up Indianapolis. What are you talking about those tickets allocated? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, did Ohio State get to the weekend in the Big Ten tournament this year? They didn't, right? We lost on Thursday. Okay, right. So but so if they win, are they playing Thursday or Friday? We're playing Friday at noon. So, I mean, I'm sure some Ohio State fans would drive down from Columbus well, yeah, or Ohio and there's to, definitely Pitt, Ohio State to Pittsburgh. Fans in Pittsburgh, too. Yeah. So I, I think they'll have a good crowd in, in Pittsburgh. Loyola Chicago won't. Sister Jean will be there, though. That that is that's a bad omen for the opposing team. Oh man! Except for Oregon State, the Beavers. Yeah, that 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 is very much the case. Are we all on board with uh, Arizona coming out of the South? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I I am too. I've I've really liked that team, uh, quite a bit. Um, going into the going into this tournament, uh, really the last several weeks, I have liked them quite a bit. They're the tallest team in the tournament. Yeah, that that will speak some volumes as well. Let's go to the Midwest here, and my God. Fraudburn? Um, was Fraudson? Was Providence? Yep. John Rothstein called this the region of vulnerability. Yeah. This is just a region that's just mad with yep. just chaos, with potential chaos. Yep. I love it. I love every second of it. And my Hawkeyes, or I'm not going to say my Hawkeyes, but I'm a big believer in Iowa. I, I love their position. In You're an region. honorary Hawkeyes fan. Honestly. There's nothing wrong with saying it. Hawkeyes and Buckeyes, same thing. Yeah, my, my worry about them is they, they kind of have that feel of that really hot team that gets into the NCAA tournament and then ha- has... Are they playing Friday, March 17th? So that is... Thursday. That's Thursday. But they have several days off. They cool off and then they, they fall apart. Uh, especially against a team like Richmond who could be the same way. But they have a ton of tournament experience. Obviously, Iowa has Jordan Bohannon. Uh, who's Richmond t- hasn't who's... made a tournament since 2011. Yeah, but they just have they have players who have been there and done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Iowa doesn't have those guys. Like they have. What do you mean? They have McCaffrey, they have Bohannon, but uh, what's his name? Why Murray is leading the offense. Didn't play a ton. Like so, they, they do have that. A top three player in college basketball. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Not I'm not going to deny okay, what, okay. what he's done this year, but <laughs> once again, the NCAA tournament it's a whole different. It's animal. a whole different game. I'll yeah. give, I'll give what, you that. What I would say is I think this particular 512 of the three that we know of, obviously Wyoming, Indiana, first round game to take on St. Mary's in a 512. Of the three that we know, this is the most favorable for the five. Yes, I would say. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's too close. Well, which is crazy because the way that they seed these normally is they just go from top to bottom based on uh on these things. And Iowa was the last five seed. Can you guys believe that? They were ranked 20th on yeah. the tournament. I seed think list. a five seed is too low for the high guys. I mean, I think they should have been a four, and a four and five is not different pretty much at all. So Iowa lost nine games in the Big Ten. Yeah. I I, I just don't get it. But it, it's the four seeds. Who are you going to put them in front of? Arkansas, Providence, Illinois, or UCLA? That's Providence and Arkansas. Yeah, but like Providence only lost five games. So if they would have put them in front of Arkansas, that would have made sense. A tournament champ, though? A Big Ten tournament champ? The, the, the conference that I has the most teams? I don't know if they put the fact that you are a tournament champ into consideration. Well, I, say, I don't think they do. With the Big Ten playing on Sunday, I don't think their championship game doesn't matter that much for the committee. Yeah, as long as you're a team that's in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I would pretty much say the uh, so say that exact so same thing. Richmond's the top twelve. Iowa's the the bottom five. But we we all agree that Iowa's got the most favorable five matchup. Yeah. Well, St. Mary's I think is really good, but the Indiana matchup could be pretty interesting. And St. Mary's is the third five. Yeah. It's funny because UConn and Houston are the top two fives, and we're Nick. I mean, are you agreeing in saying that the top two, the top two, we say this with quotation, five seeds are in the most jeopardy of getting upset? I only picked one of these. I only picked one five twelve. Yeah, I was disappointed in myself. Yeah, come on, uh, Blazers, pull and, through. And, and I want to talk a bit about, about South Dakota State a little bit because oh. I know you, Dominic, were just salivating over this potential matchup. I was in the deadline room at the Phoenix Raceway this afternoon watching the selection show on my phone, and it took a lot for me to not just realize, like, oh, my God. No. This is so salivating for a team that, for South Dakota State, a nearly 60% effective field goal percentage. Number one. Just over 44% three-point percentage. Those are both number one nationally. Their two-point percentage is just over 56%. 10th nationally, yeah. and they shoot the free throws really low at 76%. Yeah, they're number one in field goal percentage just in general, too. Yeah. The biggest question, because uh, South Dakota State is probably going to run over this Providence defense. I think, it's, it, w- would that be pretty safe to say? Oh, yeah. I mean, Providence's defense is not good. I mean, this team is 47th in Ken Palm. 49th. Or 49th. 49th. They, they, they what was down. the run that Creighton went on against them? It was like 32-5. to five. Uh, Let me pull that up. It was awful. I it was, was uh, I was following the score during. Um, it was thirty-five to four. And by the way, Crane's wow. fifty-third in Kempong. Yeah, I know. So take that. So take that for what you will uh, with that particular situation. Well, so Providence is 79th in adjusted defense. So uh, the the Wabbits are gonna just yeah. ru- they're we gonna run, they're gonna run them off the floor. We yeah. had not talked before the show. The the rabbits are gonna do. The bad, rabbits, bad things. They're to this the rabbits. The rabbits. The rabbits. Yeah, it's gotta, rabbit season. Yeah, you gotta get uh, inclined with. Uh, what was it? Elmer Fudd. I don't know. If I'm not mistaken, but but anyway, and like you look at South Dakota State's defense, and on the surface, two out of twentieth and just offensive efficiency. It's just like oh, but in this particular matchup, Providence's percentages are not that hot, despite them being thirty-first and adjusted offensive efficiency. No. That's something you really got to take it into consideration. Well, because they shoot the 12th most free throws in the nation. They're 12th in free throw attempts per field goal attempts. And that's part of their whole luck thing as their number one in luck is that they win close games because they shoot so many damn free throws. And they're, they're, they're not even a great free throw team. They're and South Dakota State, I should mention, is eighth defensively in that stat. Yeah, so they, they, they keep you off the line, but they're going to surrender threes, which Providence does not shoot well. They're 132nd yeah. in three-point percentage. So yeah. I... I because the way they revealed these regions was it went west, south, and then midwest. And so I was waiting to see Providence, and I saw Providence. I'm like, come on. I'm like, rabbits, rabbits, rabbits. And then I saw it, and I'm like, I almost screamed in the airport. I'm like, yeah, let's go, the Wabbits. Because that was an instant upset pick for me. So, Darby, yeah. you could say that the Wabbits are your new Jacksonville team. Uh, I mean, sure. I mean, they, <laughs> they're not as much of a wagon against the spread as the, our Dolphins were, but, um, yeah, the, the yeah. Rabbits, the, I mean, their, their totals are wagons. Yeah, and, and I know, like, I mean, I've said since I've been covering the race for, for Cronkite News, I haven't had a chance to look at this bracket very much, but that's the first team I just wrote in. 
on the round of 32 line. The Wabbits? Yep. Let's go, Nick. Yep, that's the... You didn't even write in the one seats? No, I haven't. I haven't. Like, like I'm going to get to it, but you're it's gonna, just like, what's gonna, the point? You're going to ask yourself about Peter Kiss against Arizona. No, I'm not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Peter um, Kiss. That's the same thing with the, the Midwest that we did with the South. Um, what are we liking for the Sweet 16 first? Uh, I got Kansas, Iowa, and Wisconsin, Auburn. I uh, I have the Wabbits making the Sweet 16. I think they can pull it off against Iowa. That'd be a lot of fun because Iowa's not good defensively. Those, I mean, that's gonna be a first to 100 game. Like, I'm being serious. They both go fast. They both score. They both shoot threes. It's gonna be insane. Uh, I think Auburn does get there as much as they are Fraudburn. Uh, they're gonna be either facing USC in the first round, who can give themselves some problems with height, although they do have Walker Kessler, the best defensive player in the country. But they're either face either USC. Or Miami. Miami is 62nd in Kempom, and then Miami is, uh, or sorry, U- Miami is 62nd, USC is 42nd. Yes. So and if we look at that, that two that, teams that are overseeded. And that's the worst 7 10 matchup analytically of, of the entire set. Yeah, and it's probably the worst match. They're probably the two most overseeded teams in Kempom history. Yeah, I mean, and Miami's defense is poor. Awful. Yeah. Awful. The, the matchup between Miami's offense and USC's defense is somewhat intriguing. Um, there's a complete mismatch in the turnover percentage that Miami dominates that match analytically. Mm-hmm. The, the two-point percentage, the data win size could be interesting. USC does not give a lot up down there. Um, where Miami is a top 30 team there. Um, Miami, they love giving up twos. I mean, three, I mean 53.9% defensively yeah, from two. USC's height is going to cause them problems on the defense, and that's why I picked them. They're the fourth tallest team in the country, which means they are the second tallest team in the tournament because Stanford and Florida State missed the tournament. Yeah, and, I, and I'm just kind of fill, I'm almost kind of filling this out as we really go here throughout the course yeah. of the show. I mean, are we going to give our Final Four and our champions at the end of the show? Yeah, yeah, good. we will. Okay, good. Um, but, and obviously that can change because we're all kind of like instant, re- yeah, instant no, reacting this is, right this now. Is a, this is a Sunday night. Yeah. Here's what You I'm always got to make your bracket Sunday night and then you got three days to make your final bracket and then yeah. the beauty of this month yeah. starts. And yeah. so I have... I have LSU making it to the Elite Eight in this bracket. Is really? That, is that going to change? Possibly. Yeah. But I was going to just sure to say, so. where are we thinking the Final <laughs> Four pick from the Midwest? I got the Hawkeyes. From- <laughs> I think that's a great pick. A lot of value there. I ended up going with Kansas just because I think there's a significant flaw with every other team in this bracket. Yeah, and I, I, I am the same and way. I think Kansas has the potential to play elite defense. And if they play the way like they did in the Big 12 tournament champion... Normal, this is not your normal Bill Self team, though. Well, if they play the way they did in the Big 12 tournament championship, I really like this team. Well, and what what have they had in the Big 12 tournament that Bill Self teams normally have that they hadn't had all year? Four-letter word. Remy. Remy. Remy can Remy can do things for this team. However, last couple of days in the tournament, he's been would really. You rather, would you rather have going. Remy Martin or Keegan Murray? I mean, I'd rather have Keegan Murray, but Remy Martin was the missing piece for this team. Okay. That that that's the difference. Now, one thing is Remy Martin led ASU threw up bricks against San Diego State last year, yes. and this team could face San Diego State in the second round. I, if I can just go on my pedestal here, I think San Diego State got a bad draw. Creighton, they're long. They're going to challenge uh, SDSU on the interior because they can't That'll create. Be a great game, they, can, they can't create shot. It's going to be a very tight game. It's going to be first to fifty-five wins. Bet the under. Uh, <laughs> and then Kansas is going to out physical San Diego State. But if Remy does play in this game and he goes a little too ball hog, uh, if Ochai Abaji can't get to the hoop uh, because San Diego State's defense is going to switch and it's going to be madness, 
I mean, there is an upset potential there, but it's a bad matchup for San Diego State. So I think Kansas has significantly the least flaws out of all this. Kansas yeah. does have to play a away game, though, in the first-round matchup in Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> against against Texas Southern? Yeah. There you go. Is Texas Southern from uh, from Fort Worth? I mean, they can't be. But well, it's, it's, Texas. Te- it's Texas. Yeah. You're right. It's Texas. Well, Fort Worth is up north, and KU fans travel like mad. Yeah, I know, they do. I, it was, they it do. is funny. Yes. It is funny. 100%. Another one seed playing in Fort Worth, moving to the East Region uh, in the Baylor Bears in the region. Um, not necessarily just starting off with Baylor, but starting off with what I think is the best 7 10 match we've had in them quite a bit. Yes. Murray I State, San Francisco, two top 30 Kempom teams. Slough this matchup. This is. The potential to be the best first round matchup in this year's tournament. Yeah, no, for sure. This is this is so enticing, uh, with you know the offensive and defensive matchups being very similar, uh, with the three point percentage almost being a direct match. Oh my gosh! Like, like I know my mouth is super dry right now, but it is celebrating just thinking about this <laughs> matchup. Thanks for letting us know, Nick. But yeah, uh, I think that Jamari Bouye uh, making it to the NCAA tournament, uh, and th- these are two of I think. Coaches that are not going to be coaching at their schools next year because they're gonna get uh, they're gonna get poached by. Big I'll teams. be curious to see how how much of a effort Murray State makes with them going to Missouri Valley next year, but I think you're onto something there. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy when well, coach how much... Mick Mahone's my assistant coach at Ohio State next year. Nice. Uh, <laughs> well, well, let's carry on with this matchup. Yeah, yeah. Let's carry on with this. But I mean, like you mentioned, these are two teams that are in the top thirty in Kempom, twenty-seven, if you want to be exact. Uh, Murray State likes to play slow. San Francisco likes to play fast, so uh, it's going to be see. I think whichever team can uh, can handle this matchup better, like play at their own pace, is going to win this game. If San Francisco can play fast, they're going to win. But if Murray State can play slow, I think they're going to win. I didn't know who was going to win, so I didn't even consider moving the winner of this game on over Kentucky. Uh, so just because I don't know who's going to win this game. What's very interesting is both of these teams can guard the three really well. Murray State is 24th in defensive efficiency against the three, and San Francisco is ninth. So it's not going to be a high-scoring game, I don't think. And actually, Ken Palm has the upset. They have San Francisco beating uh, Murray State by just one point. So Yeah, yeah. it's going to be electric. Yeah, and, you know, just as I get done filling all the twos and two of the threes, such a good. I mean, and these two teams are balanced too. They are very balanced, and I'll be I'll be quite frank. Like, I'm not sure if Kentucky could be too happy. No, uh, not with this. Totally not. Uh, I know they got Oscar Sheeblay, but holy cow! Speaking of other good matchups within this, the six eleven game is a top twenty five Kempom matchup. Virginia Tech and Texas. The Hokies and, roll. And you know what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. Horns down, Horns down baby. baby. Horns <laughs> down. Dude, my uh, my teammates and I that that photo you of used us. That hor- a lot recently. Horns oh, down. I love- it's only, it can only be posted one more time unless they win the national championship, which <laughs> won't happen. But uh, I'm hoping that it can happen against my father's alumni. So yeah, hokey, hokey, hokey wow. high. And this Virginia Tech team is the next Oregon State. I'm gonna make that perfectly clear. Yeah. This is the next Oregon State team, but they're better than them. Right, exactly. I was which is say. just this just shows absurd. Well, Virginia I think Tech Iowa's was the next Oregon State. Well, but Iowa was well, going to be in the Iowa tournament. Well, Iowa was expected to be there. That's true. You are correct. Yes. Well, but Virginia That's the Oregon State stand- standard. Yeah. And Virginia Tech was expected to be this good entering the season. Right. And it just took them a while to to find their full potential and their their analytical profile has been carried by close losses and their 40 plus point win over St. Bonaventure on a neutral floor. 
Uh, but the analytics, like I said, on our when we when we came on here last week, the second best team according to Ken Palm is Virginia Tech. Don't be surprised if they go on a run. I didn't put them in there because I thought that they needed to win the tournament to get in, which by the seeding list was true. I didn't think they'd be able to do it, but they absolutely did. And it's hard to believe this team was a made three-pointer away at the buzzer over Clemson, away from losing in the first round yep. of that tournament. Wow. Yeah. And then they went on to then handle Notre Dame, handle North Carolina, and then dominate Fluke. Yeah, and and which which by the way that game I'll just catch you mentioned that my into my ahead of my mind mm-hmm. when I was picking that game. I thought Virginia Tech could do it. I kind of saw Duke struggling in the first the first couple games of the tournament. Looked, I saw Virginia Tech going on the run. They look so bad defensively. Yeah, and I'm just like, they may just pull this off. Well, Banker even said it after his game um, in the semifinals that he won in North Carolina, and I think that's due to the fact he knew Virginia Tech was hot and he knew the Hokies would give him well, some trouble. And they were just going to be more motivated to play North Carolina because they want to avenge the loss, and it's their rival. Exactly. Side note, ESPN would have been more motivated for that matchup yes, too, but that's 100%. a complete side note from what's actually going on. I want to get your thoughts on the Wyoming-Indiana uh, first four game. Oh. Um, I don't know. Trace Jackson Davis, baby. Yeah. I'm, Against Graham E.K., going to be a phenomenal matchup. Yeah. yeah. Um, the percentages from Indiana's offense are very poor. Um, well, here's the thing. Lately, they're pretty good. Yeah. Here's the thing about Indiana is they've been pretty unlucky because relative to their efficiency stats, their effective field goal percentage are great. And uh, what, what I've been giving to uh, to the guys is that uh, looking at their comparisons, how how do they stack up to these other teams? Their effective field goal percentage at 23rd is good. Uh, effective field goal percentage on offense went down this week, but uh, they, they can get it done. Uh, they get good shots up because they go down low and they shoot threes, but they're, they're an interesting team. It's hard to believe that a team with Tracy Jackson Davis and Race Thompson is 213th in offensive rebound percentage. Uh, it's just kind of shocking. Now, they're really good on the defensive end of getting these rebounds, but just kind of shocking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Indiana directly in this game. Uh, I think it'll be very interesting to see what Indiana's offense is able to do against Wyoming's defense because Wyoming's defense—it's not like it's not a world beater, no, uh, necessarily. And Indiana's defense is actually pretty yeah. strong. And Indiana's playing some of the best basketball right now. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're, they're a joke. They uh, were—they were basically a, a bank shot yep. game winner away from going to overtime against Iowa. Which who knows what happens in overtime? Yep. Who knows? Yeah, and Indiana—they're 282nd in luck, and then Wyoming is 53rd in luck. So. Based off luck, you know, Indiana's due for some some luck to go their way. And I, I really like the build of this Wyoming team. Their their analytics don't suggest that, but they have a point guard who can absolutely dominate the game. I really don't think Indiana does that. Xavier Johnson's fine, but uh, Hunter Maldonado's fantastic. They have a good big, and they have a really good three-point shooter in Jeffries. So uh, we'll see. I think it's going to be a phenomenal matchup. And, Dayton, my- and Indiana's going to tr- have... 80% of the fans there. Yeah. I agree. I it's agree. Gonna They're going to travel. They travel to Indy. Well, I mean, they always do. But yeah. I think Coach Mike Woodson is going to put a foot down in this tournament and say why he's going to be a great college basketball coach for this Hoosiers program. Would we like any of these teams against St. Mary's? I would. I mean, I don't think it's. I don't think it could. I mean, I picked Indiana to beat St. Mary's. But I think St. Mary's is a very good team, and I, I could see that totally going the other way, and St. Mary's winning by... 12 points. Yeah. I, I think they can win. It's not like some of my other 5-12s where I'm like, I don't see Richmond winning. I don't see uh, New Mexico State. I'm just going to jump in. I don't think they can do it. I think other these teams can do it, but St. Mary's is a really, really good team, so I'm going to pick them no matter who they're going to play, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Let's do this. Let's do the standard for this region. Sweet 16. I got UNC, mm-hmm. UCLA, 
Purdue, Kentucky. What ma- what makes you like UNC over Baylor? I'm actually kind of, I'm just curious here. Well, I, I like them too. I'll just jump oh, in you there. both do. Baylor's yeah. missing their big guys, mm-hmm. and Baycott is one of the best big men in the country. So I think he'll dominate against the Bears. Yeah, they're really hot offensively. Baylor's point guard play has been kind of shoddy. They're 113th in three point percentage, and they're 238th in free throw percentage. So I think that doesn't exactly bode well. Uh, a lot of teams like to chuck up threes against Baylor, although Baylor defends them well. Uh, North Carolina has been doing really well offensively yeah. in that aspect. Uh, pick and roll with Baycott has been just killing them. And uh, Flo Famba is going to have to play really well in this game. There's no other way around it. And I think Coach Scott Drew's mind is somewhere else right now. Yeah. From, right. Baylor, yeah. Baylor struggled in the tournament every single year. And then they play in low crowds, yep. 25%, all of a sudden they, they won well, a champion. It's Fort the Dodgers. Worth, that might be interesting for them. In Fort Worth, they might get a shot. UNC's going to travel. UNC's well. going to travel, yeah. Yeah. That'll be a great game. Yeah, I'm, very, I, I I'm think, looking forward to this I game. I think Baylor fans wish, should and will travel to right. Fort Worth. It's and not. It's not that. I don't think it's that much of a drive. I know Texas is a huge state, but that's not a big drive. No, right? Waco's like a two-hour drive. Exactly. Uh, but the thing is, is that I totally just blanked on my point. But uh, oh, it's that one seeds never get blown out. In, in this round of 32. Two seeds will from time to time. They're yeah. always either close or the one seed runs away with it. The, so, the yeah. one eight game I remember the most is when Wisconsin beat Villanova, when Josh Hart was on yeah. that Villanova team. Yeah, But that, that was a really close yeah, game. Yeah, that might be one I'd give us some more thoughts on. I would say the only two sure fires, UCLA and Kentucky. Yes. Um, those are the only two sure fires. Uh, I would have to think a bit about Virginia Tech if they're able to do it or not mm-hmm. um, I got a- against Purdue. Uh, I don't think Yale is going to be too capable there. No, they got overseeded. Yeah, I, I just... Yale has like the profile because they have really good defense. They're smart. They're not going to beat themselves. But Purdue, their offense has really been struggling. So yeah. and Ivy is hobbled. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll be fun. Uh, Final four. I I still think Kentucky will get it done. Yeah. I I have them. I didn't really hesitate that much just because I think this region is really weak. And if the one seed is going to go down, I mean, I think UCLA has the firepower, even though I think they might lose the St. Mary's. I don't know. I I really need to look at this region because that's where I might change things. Coach Capari said this is his most favorite team he's had in his career. And the last time he said this was Anthony Davis's team. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Let's go to the last tier for the final region by region. Gonzaga, the one, unsurprisingly. The 8-9, the Memphis Tigers at the 9. Um, interesting? It was really interesting. I imagine they were the last 9 seed. Yeah, they were because Boise State was the first. And I'm not just talking about Memphis's seeding. I'm talking about, about out in the game against Houston, shows how much well-refined this team looks. Yeah, they're they're a really interesting team because the good Memphis team can beat Gonzaga. Absolutely, I agree. The great Memphis team can beat anyone. But the bad Memphis team can lose to Bryant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, it's so true. Or, it's, I mean, let's go. It, let's it's go. Funny cause let's it's go. True. Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Yeah, uh, it's funny because it's true. Memphis and Ohio State are very similar in that aspect. They can beat. They can compete with pretty much any team, but they also can lose to any the team. The funny thing is, in Memphis, it's like the American became the cure for this team. It's like once Amani Bates was taken out of the picture, that was the cure. Yeah. And this team started becoming world beers against the American. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was um, a really lengthy matchup there. Yeah. Eight, nine and length is what's being Gonzaga. Yeah. If you're and the way Memphis plays uh, with that tempo. Gonzaga's only lost games where they were trailing at halftime. They're 0-3 in games where they were trailing at halftime. They're undefeated, uh, 26-0. Had to look at the record when they were winning at halftime. So, yeah. uh, the way Memphis plays, 
they can absolutely be leading at halftime, try and uh, just jump on the brakes because the way Gonzaga plays, Memphis can match them. Uh, and length is going to affect Chet Holmgren. It's his first tournament game. Uh, it's not going to affect the likes of Nemhard and Drew Timmy, who have obviously been there, done that. They won five tournament games last year. But uh, I, I think Gonzaga got a bad draw. Out of the eight nines, out of the I, eight nines, yes. Yeah, I absolutely. I think outside of that, they got a really good job. Agree with that. I mean, I mean, outside of that, I mean, this could this probably could be go. This could have been nice. I mean, Arkansas, Vermont as the four thirteen. The Catamounts. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a Catamount team that I really really liked. Against Arkansas, Arkansas it's going to be interesting. Arkansas is 219th in effective field goal percentage yeah. on offense and 313th in three point percentage. And if they're, if they're setting up Vermont does spectacularly it's prevent offensive rebounds number mm-hmm. one national and defensive side of that yeah arkansas yeah. 85th of, they're a good rebounding team yeah that's still that's actually still a very solid number of 30.9 percent still a very solid number but one thing that uh they're gonna need to do is they're gonna need to keep arkansas uh behind the three-point line because they're 23rd in free throw attempts per field goal made which is part of the reason why because they know they can't make three so they just got to drive to the hoop and Pray that the refs give them the calls. And Vermont's defense is also really good at preventing the two at 22nd national and defensively at yeah. two-point percentage. So I, I love this matchup. I, I picked the Catamounts here. I just can't pick against Coach Musselman. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's it's one that they I They lost to that really bad Florida team a yeah, couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, if Nevada, they were against that Providence, that's a, that's a no-brainer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are going to the season really strong, though. Yeah. And, yeah Besides the Texas A&M loss. Yeah, that's what I'm going to give a little more thought to. Uh, the 12th seed that I was actually kind of surprised was the 12th was New Mexico State. Mm-hmm. I was a little surprised to see them as the 12th. Um, against UConn, it is another interesting well, well, matchup, to say the least. New Mexico State was the last 12, and UConn was the first five. Uh, I I think this might be the most overpicked upset in the in the tournament. It will be. Uh, yeah. All the analysts were loving his matchup, but I just don't understand. So yeah. here's the here's the numbers that I'll pull up is turnovers. Uh, New Mexico State is an awful team at turnovers, and that's why I picked Abilene Christian, who is number one in turnovers on defense. I thought they were going to be able to just hawk New Mexico State. It didn't happen. It wasn't close. Uh, and then UConn. Number one in offensive rebounds, so they're gonna, they're going to make shots. Uh, they, they've got this significant height advantage. They make threes. They're great at the free throw line. I think UConn's going to win here. I'd be shocked. Yeah, if they lose. New Mexico State still top 100 defensively in that mark. UConn offensively, their two point percentage is just barely in the top 250 nationally. Mexico State on defense, 33rd there. Mexico State can also prevent the three-pointer pretty well. I think 30% exactly on defense, 22nd. Nationally, um, UConn's defense, Mexico State's offense cancel out uh, as far as three-point percentage on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. If there's anything that Mexico State might get knocked on, uh, the free throw percentage, under 70%. That could be interesting. Yeah, and we've seen UConn make some... Pretty fun comebacks. We were, we all remember that UConn Villanova game. Yep. Missed free throws. I mean, it, it, it could come back to bite you. So, and especially if, so I mean, turnovers and missed free throws. That is the recipe for blowing games. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've seen missed free throws in March. It, oh, it, ASU. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I I I told Dom this. I looked to my dad after Kamani bodied whoever he did, and I said, "Wow, tomorrow's gonna be a lot of fun." Uh, I mean, what, what was was I supposed to like say? No, oh, I, te- I texted my dad too, saying Arizona State's gonna be playing Arizona tomorrow. 
I mean, uh, what, what am I supposed to think? They're up 14. They just absolutely murdered a man. Stanford's reeling. The, the game's over. Yeah. It's over. How did they blow it? All right. We, we, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah. Let's move but, on from that quickly. Uh, <laughs> quickly. But I, I think that it's a bad matchup for New Mexico State, and I think it's going to be an overpicked upset, which is fine. I mean, this th- there's these overpicked upsets like hand up. Oh, well, Picking like, Winthrop over Villanova was that, a really, yeah, was yeah, a really we were, bad upset. We were upset. all so hyped for what the last year, but in reality, that was very overpicked. Right, they had, uh-huh. a, they had, a, they were, uh, they had one loss. <laughs> yeah, but moving on, a lot like the South region, I think I'd be very surprised for the West region if the Elite Eight matchup is in Gonzaga and Duke. Fluke. Yeah, what what about David Michigan State at, the, at that seven ten? This is also a very interesting seven ten. Foster yeah. lawyer. Going back to Michigan State. Crazy. Yeah, Will <laughs> Davidson's offense be able to counteract its pretty poor defense for a tournament team? Well, the thing is, uh, Michigan State's offense is not very good. It's not good at all. So I ended up picking Davidson here, but I I think that whoever wins this game is just going to get overwhelmed by Duke's size. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm thinking that exact same thing. Um I mean, Although David, seeing Davidson's efficient offense against Duke's struggling defense would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I... I imagine Coach sweet, K going out losing to Davidson. Past Sweet 16, I cannot <laughs> promise anything for Duke. And I, I, it's just like, at what round will the pressure get to Duke? Because after the final... The rematch to Gonzaga will be a lot of pressure. Because after Coach K's final home game, after the ACC tournament final... That's where that's where I've gotten. This team right now cannot handle the big stage. That that's where I've gotten out of this team. They're I mean, young. I mean, I mean, if you do it once, you know, shame on whoever. If you do it twice, they I looked, mean, they've I mean, looked horrible defensively in the last four games. Yeah. Like it, embarrassing. I mean, Syracuse almost knocked them off. The game against Miami they was a good by game. Syracuse. The score did not make it. Well, they went on a 10-0 run in the last yeah. two minutes to win by nine. Mm-hmm. They were losing with two minutes to go to a yeah. team without their best offensive player. Yeah, and, and that, that is in either stupid their... that Buddy was suspended. For oh, that it was game. the Mickey Mouse Coach K title, yeah. and they couldn't <laughs> even and they couldn't even get it done. Oh, and now there you go, Nick. And now they're in Gonzaga's region. I I I don't see a way that Gonzaga doesn't walk out of here. I mean, they could fall to Memphis's length. Maybe UConn's length gives them trouble. I think Memphis is. Gonna give the Gonzaga the biggest test in this region. Yeah, I, really I, I, I mean, up until the Sweet Sixteen, I love Texas Tech's draw. Yeah. In here, I mean, I I don't know what to think of Alabama. Uh, well, I don't. Well, what to think of them is they could beat any team on here, and they can lose to any That's team. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And it's just like at some point I'm gonna have to pick against Alabama because I can't trust them to go too far. I like right. records in their name though against Bama. I, I picked Alabama to go to the Sweet Sixteen. Okay. Which is bold, 100%. I will, yeah. I will admit it. But they're 14th in offensive efficiency. They love to get to the twos. And they have games where they where they make threes. They're 305th in three-point percentage. But that's because they shoot them at the 12th highest rate. On 48, uh, they, they're 12th in three-point attempts per field goal attempts. And the way to beat Texas Tech is to stay outside because those guys, they draw charges like mad. That the, game... That game's going to be disgusting in San Diego. My, yeah. Yeah. San Diego so, for those three teams. I wish I was there. I wish oh, I was true. there. So, so let, let's, I was there last time they had games. They were awful. Yeah, so <laughs> let's get a formal um, Sweet 16 for both of you guys. What are you guys liking here? I got Gonzaga, UConn, Texas Tech, Duke. I have the same thing except Alabama beats Texas Tech. Yeah, I, 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 Gonzaga and Duke, I think, have pretty solid draws. 
I don't know what to think of Texas Tech and potentially Bama. I, I, that part of the bracket is just really weird for me. I may just pick Texas Tech as a sweet 16 off of a safety net. Uh, to which I cannot trust whatever the heck's going to happen there. Number one defense in the country. Yeah, and the style they do it to is elite, but Texas Tech away from home, same thing with Auburn. awful. I don't know. And Alabama's been the same way, too. Like, these teams, every team in this region has a flaw except for Gonzaga. Yeah, and I think that's where we are going to agree that Gonzaga's going to the Final Four. Yes, sir. Um, I think that's where we are going to pretty much... And then it gets interesting for the Bulldogs. Yeah, it does uh, because potentially against Kentucky. Yep, that's what, that's what we all have. We all so we all have Gonzaga, Arizona, and Kentucky penciled in right now. Yeah, the Midwest, the region of vulnerability. That's the only region we all have different teams in. Yeah. So Gonzaga, Kentucky, potential national semifinal. What's the? I think the biggest key is can, can, can Gonzaga, if I can talk, can they stop Oscar Shibley? Yep. The biggest key here. And they I have two Shibley. elite rebounders. Dominates Chet. I I love this game for Coach Cal and the Wildcats. It's gonna be a great game, and this tournament's gonna be great. I want to say that first of all. Yeah. But it always is. When is it not? Yeah. But this, I think this right, year is yes. a little bit it's different. Got, yeah, yeah. Because that gets Kentucky, it'll be a very high scoring game, I think. But Oscar Shreveway will dominate the Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, uh, just, I don't think there's too, too many other ways to put it. Uh, for being completely completely honest uh, with this Kentucky team, very fun, very fun, and they have the experience too. Yep. It's a different Coach Cal team, and now he had to go to the transfer portal, got some important transfers. Yep. She plays one of them. That's exactly what he talked about in his interview on ESPN after the selection show today. That he has the old guys. Practices are a lot easier for him. He doesn't have to take care of babies anymore. So well, and if I will say that they don't have the tournament experience though. That, that is the one thing, because they do have older guys. You're 100% right. But n- almost none of them have played in the NCAA tournament. So I think that is something interesting to okay, watch. Yeah. But, I mean, if they win their first four games, they're obviously going to be used to that. And then once you get into New Orleans and you're playing at the Superdome, I mean, it might be a little bit different. Yeah. I, I don't think they can keep Gonzaga off. I think Gonzaga, they play at too fast of a pace for Kentucky, and they have the size to match Sheboy down low. Yeah. But I think that on the boards, watching... Shibway against the toothpick Chet Holmgren. Chet, Chet's, a, Chet's amazing, but he's a toothpick. Like Shibway, Shibway can hip check him, get those rebounds. He he knows he knows where where players miss their shots. That's what he says. That's why he's the best rebounder in the nation, and it's not even remotely close. That's why he's a national player of the What's year. What's your score right. of that game though? Uh, it's probably in the high seventies. You think it's like a blowout? Oh no, it's not a blowout. I mean, those those teams are what three and one, Ken Palm. Yeah, yeah, three and one. Like that's not a blowout at all. You think Gonzaga by five? Yeah, it's gonna be close. Okay, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the point to where after what happened last year with Gonzaga, they're gonna have to prove it to me before I pick them for a national championship from here on out. Yeah, they are gonna have to prove. And it, it to will me. be a Jalen Suggs kind of game against. Yeah, I'm talking about the UCLA game, of course, of last year. And yeah. this game will definitely be the better game of the two Final Four games. Well, I mean, of our projected Final Four games. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think Arizona runs through anyone in that Midwest region. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe not Kansas. We're, we're three weeks away from these games. Yeah. <laughs> on the but other side, <laughs> on the other side of that of this bracket, would it be safe to Pencho in Arizona for the national championship yes. game? I don't think so, because they they don't have tournament experience. So like. I really don't think there's a team where I can, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pencil you in. Like, maybe Gonzaga. I feel like Gonzaga's my safest team. 
because they have the tournament experience, they have better, they have good guard play, and they have good. Well, they have do you tall, think they have having, I think having Tommy Lloyd could help them navigate navigate it through. He's never coached a tournament game. So as a head coach, we yeah, should make as that a head clear. Coach, as yes. a head coach, obviously he's been he's been here uh, as an assistant coach time and time again. So, but now um, he's the one that's got to do it himself. How is he going to do that on his first on the number one in his first time out? And with so much pressure on him, because Arizona's going to be a popular national championship pick. They're going to be the second most popular, maybe even the most popular. Yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine it's going two ways: either a cesspool of national title picks or Arizona. Yeah, I mean, I... I really do. I don't know how many people are going to trust Gonzaga to, get to, to win a national title. Are, a lot of people are against Gonzaga, for well, one. And, and that's such a silly argument yeah, because they dominated to get there last year. And they, they lost a game that they played poorly in because the guards just hounded Drew Timmy. And they, they were so quick yeah. that they were able to turn and them over like that. people not like us don't understand how good the West Coast Conference was this year. Right. Yeah, the Cavs was a dog in the West Coast and Conference they time ran and through time it again. It's not true this year. No, they ran through it until their last game in the toughest atmosphere. Yep. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, with that being said, it, I don't think there's a clear-cut national champion based on this bracket. I mean, I would probably still go Arizona instant reaction, but it's just like... But Arizona has the toughest path to New Orleans yeah. by a mile. It's not even close. Yeah. Because if they play Kofi Coburn, obviously Kofi has struggled against other elite bigs. They already played, though. Right, and it Arizona was a really, clo really close game. It was really close. <laughs> Illinois is going to want revenge. They have guys who have played in the NCAA tournament. I, I've said that multiple times tonight. They were barely in it last Yeah, they, they were barely in it, 100%. <laughs> but Frazier... Can Frazier's gonna try and slow down the game? Curbelo's gonna try and Plummer. slow it down. Plummer played amazing. Oh, he's an elite three-point yes, shooter. Yes, he's beautiful from beyond arc. And that's the way you're gonna have to beat Arizona is on the outside because they're so tall on the inside. They're the tallest yeah. team in the Why tournament. Why UCLA struggled because they couldn't make a three-point shot at the end of the game last year. Yeah, no, they went on that massive cold streak, and yep. Nick Cronin's like, oh, "Come on, guys, let's go." And I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> use your timeout." Yeah. Uh, and I mean, if UCLA wins that game, they're on the three line. Yeah, no, for sure. They're the, oh, they were the top four seed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is your guys' most preferred national title pick as of right now? Arizona. Well, I mean, it's Arizona because I penciled them in. But... Yeah, I would say Arizona, too. I don't they're the think most I... complete team, but they have, yeah. they're young. That's, yeah. their, that's their only yeah. flaw. Every, every contender has a flaw. Yeah. Every contender. This is not like last year. I don't think Gonzaga has a flaw, though. I just think Arizona matches up really well with them. Yeah. Because Gonzaga's flaw early on was their three-point shooting, and they have completely turned that around. They're now 17th nationally in three-point shooting. Now, that is because they probably took advantage of that against uh, the Santa Clara down in the West Coast Conference. Probably the Portland down in the West Coast Conference. So, uh, I, I don't think Gonzaga has a flaw. Arizona's one flaw is Kirk Creesa, whether or not he plays. Uh, sometimes he gets too shot-happy. And then he's also one of the most consistent three-point shooters. So whether he plays or not, he's the flaw. Yeah. Uh, other than that, their they, youth. Yeah, the, their youth as well. But uh, I, I think this is going to be an elite NCAA Here's a tournament. Here's a fun question, though. Out of the ones and twos, who has the most likely chance to lose first round? Uh, I'd say Auburn, Auburn. easily. Yeah, yeah uh, I do too. It's, who? Frodburn. 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's close. Yeah, they get the Mickey Mouse. I don't think it's close at all. Mickey Mouse Jacksonville State. <laughs> oh, upsetting. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a 
quite fast. Like you, you do wonder though how much motivated they'll, they'll they'll be knowing they got a second shot at this. Yeah, and I mean they were a very good like analytical team. They just ran into the wagon that was the Jacksonville Dolphins, and the Dolphins got unlucky that Bellarmine had their best shooting game of the year and they had their worst shooting game of the year. Happened at a wrong time, but Jacksonville State. They slow it down. They're good on offense, and they're relatively good on defense. Really good at effective field goal percentage. 25th in effective field goal percentage on offense. 86th on defense. Auburn. Here is their problem. Their Auburn, Auburn gets the reputation of being that elite like shooting team because that's what they were a couple years ago, and they're fun to watch. They were good at shooting early, but their guards, like Dom mentioned, this is also, also a team that has no tournament experience with the exception of Walker Kessler, who got absolutely ran by a not-so-good Wisconsin team. 155th in effective field goal percentage on offense, 250th in three-point percentage, and then 121st in free-throw percentage. If they're having to close this game out, uh, it, it could get ugly for them. Yeah, that, that, uh, and closing games out has been the biggest weakness for Auburn. Mm-hmm. And it's just like they can't do it for whatever reason. They can't do it. So, I mean, uh, there's solid potential that Auburn team, but I don't know how far. If this was Jacksonville, I was picking them. But... I mean, how many times did I say the scenes when Jacksonville knocks off Rodburn in the first round? And the committee just rubbed it straight in my face by having it be Jacksonville State. No, they State. listen to the Bonanza podcast and they say, oh, right. oh we're well, putting Jacksonville State here. Just yeah, to, they, but, they, yeah, they were definitely just being like a sick coach. Just like, yes, <laughs> yes. But Auburn got the great job because they got a team who didn't win their national championship and they got overseeded teams based off analytics in USC and Miami. Although USC's size could give Walker Kessler... And that defense some trouble. Yeah, and, and we, we're going to go ahead and close it out here on Blaze Radio. I don't know if we're going to continue this discussion on any sort of after party, but we'll, we'll decide that after the show. We'll let you know on Twitter, of course, at College Bonanza. That is the place to be if you want to follow us. We, we re- really appreciate it. And we're going to close this out like we always do, with the Solons going to be playing after the national title game, after someone cuts down the nets. It is one shining moment. Good luck with your brackets. This might be the hardest bracket to fill out in several years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I after I filled it out, I'm like, ugh, I yeah. hate this. Yeah. Murray State can make a run. I'll put that in. Yeah. Right now. yeah. Murray State and San Francisco are fully capable of beating Kentucky, yep. but Kentucky was the most confident team I had in yeah. getting there because of their draw. Yeah. So I mean, good luck filling out the bracket. Hope we might be able to provide some more insight on Twitter and some of the other platforms or our own personal platforms. Uh, but here it is, one shiny moment. Good luck with your brackets. I know we'll need it, and so if we need it. Everyone ooh. does. It's all luck. Yeah, yeah. good freaking <laughs> luck. Here's one shot. Have a very good time with your brackets.